On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, I go deep with Johanna Gottlieb, and we talk about when it was time to go back to selling. Hey there, and welcome to a brand new edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is an absolute industry rock star. She's VP of Sales of Access Promotion. She's also a promo kitchen chair, so she's one of the, the bobbers and weavers of the promo industry, and I really appreciate uh, you joining me today, Johanna Gottlieb. Hi, thanks for having me. I always love talking to you, and this is just fun to do. I, I totally, totally agree. Totally agree. We're going to jump right in. But first, I do want to let people know that this uh, Delivering Marketing Joy is brought to you by Common Skew. Common Skew is a wonderful order management program in the promotional products industry. If you want to get more done, stay more organized, and frankly, sell more, and why wouldn't you? Common Skew has been a game changer for my business. I can only speak to that. Uh, but if you are interested in learning more about it from presentation to invoicing, Common Skew has you covered. You can go to commonskew.com. All right, Joanna, are you ready? I think so. All right, cool. <laughs> so I mentioned sales sort of there really quickly. And during these strange times, what are some creative ideas you have seen people doing to try and serve clients? Yeah, I, I keep hearing the word pivot. It's almost impossible to use, you know, Pivot and unprecedented are like the key words of this year. Yes, right. So for us, I know I had a large client that did a store program that launched in mid-March. So as oh, soon geez. as the world shut down, they, they did a rebrand and a store launch. So two big things. But, you know, we made it happen. We worked with them through a soft launch. And we really wanted to get some nice lifestyle images up. Some of their employees who really drink the juice, we wanted them to be wearing apparel and swag and have photos taken in office. But... There's no office to go to. <laughs> right. So, you know, together we sort of thought about best practices and what to do. And we kept on adding product and getting creative. And just recently we added some dog bandanas to the store. Fun products. Everyone loves a pet. And just today I received a text message from my client with pictures of the CMO's dog. So we sent some um, overruns to her chief marketing officer who has a dog that's apparently become like the champion for the brand. Perfect. So who doesn't love a text message with dogs and he's wearing the bandana. And so I took those and now we'll use them for the store. So, you know, we need to do our jobs. We just have to do them a little differently and we're just getting creative in how we're communicating and how we're getting photos that we normally would have gotten it differently. So it's been fun. I think some of our clients have had to work a little smarter and harder, which yeah. makes us work smarter and harder. And now I can use that suggestion for someone else. So we're just having fun with it and doing whatever we can to make sure that it's not stale, that we're not just putting up product and selling it, that we're having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. But one of the things I literally, I had a conversation with somebody on my team, uh, not with a, not a half hour ago where I was saying we really need to, cause one segment of her business had kind of fallen down a little bit. And I'm like, we need to put ourselves in the seat of our customer and try and figure out what cost, what problems they're having and solve them. It's not about a tote bag. It's about the problem that it solves. And I think the, that's, that's where we get to become creative in a productive way. And so it sounds like you're doing exactly that. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, to take it a step further, this client is a very large client and they, you know, are on the pulse of diversity and wanting to make sure that they're putting themselves out there in the right way. So about a month ago, we stopped everything on the store as well. And it definitely caused a lot of extra work, but we started just 
pouring through images we were sharing on her web store and what did they look like and did everyone look the same? Were they tall, short, black, white? Um, so now we're taking another step and we're using lifestyle models that don't look the same. And, and this has been a little work, a lot of work just because as you know, many of our vendors don't have a lot of diverse images on their catalog. So we're doing some Photoshopping and editing and making sure that we're representing her brand to be what they are. And that is a diverse culture. So I'm really proud of that. It did add a little bit extra work to some of our e-com team, but everyone was really happy to pitch in. That's cool. That's super cool. So I'm, I'm curious, this is something I've asked a couple people because during this time, unprecedented time, as you mentioned, right? Sales are more important than ever, right? We, we need to sell to keep things going, but it's like, I, I think a lot of us are struggling with when it's sort of okay to sell. How did you know? How did you decide to go back to selling or, or have you? Yeah. So I love selling. It's like in my DNA and I think yep. you do as well. I'm like a total extrovert. I'll talk to the wall who will listen. <laughs> selling for me is just something I love to do. I have to say access as a whole was really ahead of this. You know, March came, we were running at full speed and we hit a wall. Everyone did. Yeah. And that was really hard. And we had to take a sort of moment to step back and think about what the next few weeks would look like. But we knew we weren't going to just wait for the phone to ring. So sort of immediately we were reaching out to clients. Maybe it wasn't, you know, we have a special on this or we want to talk about this project. Maybe it was more of how are you? How is yeah. working from home? What are you doing with the kids? Just conversations to make sure that they knew we were thinking of them. And then we did a big cookie self promo really quickly into the pandemic that was sent to over 500 homes. That was just like something sweet for them to get in the mail, not another bill or something un, you know that they didn't want to look at but something fun that made them realize access is thinking of them yeah and we got a lot of great feedback but also that led to a conversation right i love those tins can you do packaging like that for t-shirts or hats so fortunately that led to some really good conversations um who doesn't love food and those types of things we just keep doing just because again i can't wait for the phone to ring and the reality is we do work in sales and that's how we make our money so um, we have been proactively selling through all this. It did get to a point where some of our clients, quite frankly, felt really relieved that we could procure high quantities of PPE, mm -hmm. which I know was something some people didn't want to even touch on. And we were really fortunate to have a team that was vetting vendors and making sure we were selling the right PPE, educating us on PPE to make sure that we could answer our clients' questions to make them look good to their bosses. Right. So, we said weeks ago, you got, you're going to reopen again. You're going to need this. You're going to need this. And they felt really just sort of safe and secure that we could provide them with those tools. Yeah, no, I love that. It's, it sounds like you guys leaned in right away. And, and I, again, if you're providing solutions, yeah. then, then that's, that's strong. So final question for you. What has been the best lesson or sort of circumstance to come out of this pandemic? Well, um, early this year, I started a gratitude journal and that was sparked because my mom kept one, she's passed and I have it and I read it every day. So early this year was right before pandemic hit and it sort of leap started my year for gratitude. So during this time, every morning I take time to write something down in there and reflect. And then I get to start my day with two young girls. I have a baby that's 18 months and a five-year-old toddler. And I have to be honest, I don't miss you know, rushing my toddler to get up, to read her breakfast, to take her to school by eight so that I could get to work by nine. I really don't miss the morning hustle bustle. We have dress up in the morning now and we do dance parties and play, eat together. And all those things are wonderful even before my day starts. I, I feel like I get to do those things. I'm very grateful that I can be more hands-on with them versus like 
thing than maybe an hour a day. Yeah. Uh, my husband and I eat lunch almost every day together with or without the kids, if, you know, depending on their schedule. And I just said to him the other day, I've known you 15 years. I've never spent this much time with you or eaten <laughs> so many consecutive meals with you. Uh, and maybe he hates it. I'm sure he does, but it's been fun. And um, it's been interesting. And I just, I'm really grateful that they're healthy. We're safe. I get to go to a job every single day in my basement, <laughs> albeit mm -hmm. that I really am passionate about. I get to devote a little bit more time to promo kitchen, which I'm again, really passionate about. So all of that has given, all of this has given me a little bit more time to devote to some things that I really care about. So it, it, I, I think you'll know, Joe, that I love that. Like I love, I think gratitude is sort of the antidote for a lot of what ails us. And I, I please understand, I noticed the language, right? You get to, I think there's so many things in the world that we say we have to do. And so, yeah, that's cool. I still have to remind myself of it, but I try. I mean, I, <laughs> you I, and me uh, both. <laughs> I did a workout the other day with, with um, a friend, socially distant, and we were tired and, you know, bodies hurting. And we started our first mile and I said, we get to use our bodies today. There are people that do not get to use their yeah. bodies the way that we're using them right now. And then great workout. Yeah. Love that. Love that. That is awesome. So uh, you have answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me a question. Do you have one for me? Yeah. Okay. So I was really inspired and proud by a post you put on your blog um, early June. And to mm -hmm. quote you, your blog was that you were part of the problem with things that are happening in America. And clearly not you personally, but I really like that you actually said something versus nothing. And you touched <clears> on that in your blog. So my question to you is, what are you doing now to change maybe the way that you're marketing yourself or thinking or educating clients? Or are you using different vendors? Mm. Are you asking your clients questions about their diversity programs? What mm. are you doing to make a small change? No, I think that's a great question. And I, the, the short answer is I'm still not doing enough. Um, what I'm honestly doing is uh, spending a lot of time uh, reading articles that I wouldn't have read before. Um, I'm watching videos that I wouldn't have watched before. Um, actually, literally today, I was watching um, a YouTube series called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Um, and just kind of trying to dig into perspectives on um, that. Actually, having conversations here in the office. I mean, we, in the interest of transparency, you don't have to look far. Our website, we are a very... Uh, white company. Um, I've been introspective about that for the last year. I live in an incredibly not diverse area. Like literally my county is 98.5% Caucasian. Um, and so seeking out conversations um, where I can get that perspective. I mean, I, I'll be the first to, I, I had this conversation today. I said, I was one of those people who, when somebody said Black Lives Matter, I said, all lives matter. It was reflect, uh, re reflexive. Um, I don't say that anymore. Um, so I'm trying to educate myself in a thoughtful way. Um, and it's been good to, to have those conversations and to just say, look, open mind, open heart, try to not, it, 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 I think one of the challenges all of us have, I shouldn't say that, one of the challenges I have is to not be defensive. Sure. on my side to be like, wait, I didn't do anything or whatever. And I think, you know, that's probably historically been my response. Um, but it's not about that. And I think that that's the part where I'm letting go of that so that I can truly hear 
uh, perspective. My family and I went to a Black Lives Matter protest here in Coshocton, Ohio. Um, and again, not my comfort zone. Uh, but I'm trying to put myself in places like that before I, and, and candidly, I think I need to before I start lecturing somebody else about their diversity policies. I, I've got to get my own house in order. So it, I don't know if that's, like I said, I would say not enough, but I think uh, I'm trying to take baby steps to get in the right direction. Does that make sense? It does. And I know it's not easy to talk about any of sure. this and everyone wants to say the right thing and nobody wants to say the wrong thing. And mm -hmm. even using words like we're primarily white is probably uncomfortable, but just putting this out there for everyone in our industry to listen to is, is like a kudos to you. I was mm -hmm. very proud of that post and maybe we can talk in a year and see where, how far you've come. Yeah. I would actually like that because it, it, it and just to spin it forward, Joe, because I was like paying attention to it, I'm looking at our photos and I'm like, now I look and I say, well, we're diverse in gender, right? Like it's, we're 50-50 in that way. Um, and I know that's not the same, but, but I'm trying to pay attention to what we are. And, and I brought that up to our team. I'm like, I want to make sure that I don't have biases that I'm almost even unaware of, that I'm not like, am I getting resumes and ignoring them? And I've gone down the rabbit hole and I think only I can judge my heart and my intent. And I'd say, no, I'm like, I've really thought about it. And I don't think I am because I'm not getting resumes uh, right now. Now, it, it was funny though. And I think you'll appreciate this. Several of my employees were like, well, but Kirby, the brewery, 50% of your workforce was black. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot because I, it was just I hired good people that made sense in that way. And so it's like, I really am thinking about it. And so I just, again, need to continue to be intentional about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like I know the brewery is no longer there and, and that doesn't exist, but you probably had these great relationships that it might be okay. good to have conversations with your ex-employees and, and mm. sort of hear their perspectives. I like that. That's a great idea. Cool. cool. Well, Joe, thanks. Thank you for bringing it up because I know this is one of those topics that I think almost everybody's afraid to talk about. And the more I think we have good conversations, the, the better progress we hope to see. So for sure. Cool. Cool. Stay All safe. Right. All right. Yeah, you too. And thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy and we'll have to do it again. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, cool. That's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. <gasps>